Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Philip O'Connor, Head of Farm Support, and Trevor Boland, Accountant with IFAC, the Irish Farm Accountants Cooperative Society, to discuss what can be done to help manage costs for the year ahead and how to plan and budget. Philip and Trevor, you're very welcome. Philip, with the challenges facing farmers, it's important to look up from time to time at the bigger picture. Can you give me an insight into the queries you're dealing with and the services that you provide to beef farmers? As a whole, we're, we're an accountancy firm, so we give the, the compliance, the taxation service. We'd also work with, with farmers then if they were doing financial plans, if they were borrowing money. We would work with clients then if they were changing business structure like partnerships and companies and so forth. And we do pension and life assurance planning. So, yeah, I suppose what you call the full gambit of, uh, of accountancy services. And look, IFAC, we're, as you said, we're farmer owned. So we're the net length and breadth of the country um, from Donegal to, to West Cork. As I say, I, I'm sitting here in Tipperary talking to you and Trevor's sitting in Sligo talking to you. So we're, we're, we're nationwide so, and we deal with everything, all types of farmers from the smaller, I suppose, part-time farmer to the large-scale commercial farmer. So every type of farm is, uh, we would deal with in all types of, uh, of, of, of farming operations. And Trevor, what kind of queries are you dealing with at the moment? Well, every day can be different. We, we deal with a wide range of queries from day to day. So we're, as Philip says there, we do the general accounts and bookkeeping work and tax returns. And some of the queries I can get in would be about applying for finance or somebody's personal tax credits in their off-farm job, or maybe there's a young farmer coming onto the farm. He's wondering about um, structures or having land transferred over to him, or even um, somebody going into a bank looking for uh, budgets or projections done to apply for a loan. So I suppose day-to-day, we get a lot of different questions um, from a wide range of farmers. Um, I suppose this year, we're a lot of farmers are talking about costs and increasing costs and how to control costs and uh, Generally, how to how to make their farm profitable throughout the year. And Trevor, from completing the tax returns last October, what issues did you see that farmers could rectify for the year ahead? Um, I suppose the first thing, Catherine, I'd say is to every farmer and I suppose every business person out there is get their books into their accountant early in the year. Um, we'd find that very important because there's a rush on in October, November to get accounts and tax returns done. So if you get your accounts in early, it means... Um, it gives the accountant more time to look at the figures, sit down with you, chat about the figures, plan out how you're going to run the business for the year ahead. If you have a tax liability to pay, you can budget for that later in the year. You know that's coming down the line and you pay that at the 31st of October. Or if you're in the lucky situation of having a refund due to you, you can get the refund back to you straight away. And, and sometimes, you know, if tax credits weren't right the previous year, somebody with an off-farm job or might have a lot of medical expenses or something like that that can be due a big refund. So it's it's handy to get that back early in the year. It allows for better planning. Um, maybe if there's a tax bill coming down the line, we can look at, at doing something different this year to to reduce the tax bill. Um, just it, it just helps with planning and budgeting going forward. That's great, Trevor. And with the projected rise of costs that you've mentioned, what can beef farmers do? The main topic at the moment is the rise in, in fertilizer prices, but we're seeing rises in, in costs across the board, be it feed costs or our vet and our medicine bills are going up. So I would say to any farmer out there is look at your last set of accounts, uh, see how much money you spent on your, your main expenses there on the farm would be your fertilizer, your feed, 
your vet and your medicine and see exactly where you're spending the money. Um, and then see, can you figure out a way maybe of better spending that money? Um, for example, would you be better off spending 20 or 30 euro on getting soil samples done um, and then going out with a, a ton of lime rather than spending your usual amount of money on, on fertilizer during the year? Um, or if you have soil samples done in previous years that you put away in a drawer, dig them out again, um, decide maybe I'm not putting out enough peas and K's or maybe I'm overdoing the peas and K's and I can cut back a bit this year in the year of high fertilizer prices. But I suppose as beef farmers, we need to maximize our grass growth. Grass is still our, our cheapest feed option. Um, and we need to just grow as much grass as we can on the farm every year. And that, that might involve just spending a little bit of money this year on uh, some pigtails and a couple of reels, getting your paddock system set up and um, utilizing the grass that you're growing on the farm better. What I will say is a word of warning to beef farmers out there is make sure you're not left short of silage next winter. Because, you know, we, we still have to grow as much grass as possible on the farm. Um, so it would be silly, I think, to be penny wise and pound foolish by cutting back on your fertilizer, not making enough uh, quality silage and being left short next winter. And you having to go around and spending a, a lot of money. And it, it's looking like it could be a lot of money on buying in mixed quality silage from from farmers or, or going in with extra meal that's, that's going to be much more costly. And the other thing I'd just say, Catherine is um, regular weighing and monitoring of performance of animals on the farm would be very important to see that you're getting as much out of grass and target a gra that quality grass at your younger stock that, that you get the most benefit from it. If you're a weanling seller, that them weanlings are at their maximum weight next back end when you're looking to sell them. Well, it's definitely, Trevor, some great points there that you've mentioned. And you also touched there on the importance of budgeting. What steps could a farmer do now to start to budget for the year ahead? Again, and you might hear me mention this a good bit today, Catherine, but it's know your figures. So get the first thing to do is get your 2021 figures up to date. See where you spent your money last year. And that's your starting point. So then you, you sit down, you look at what stock you have on hand, what sales you're going to have during the year, um, what basic payment and other um, uh, department payments are coming in later in the year. Um, and it would be important to, to look at when them payments are due in and when them cattle sales are happening. So on beef farms, a lot of the time, you know, our, we don't have an income from March, January, February, March, up to maybe September in the year when the whalings are sold or the, the payments start coming from the Department of Agriculture. So we need to just budget for the summer months of the year, you know, when you're spending money on fertilizer, when you're spending money on contractors, on plastic for bales and that sort of thing. And just... Um, Get an idea of where, where your money has been spent, how your money has been spent. And generally, year to year, figures won't change too much. But you, you'll have to budget in for the extra cost that's going to happen this year. Philip, you mentioned there the importance of giving advice to farmers, particularly that were applying for a loan. And you're dealing with thousands of farmers on a monthly basis. What advice have you for farmers that might be thinking of applying for a loan to make up for this shortfall, the fact that payments may be paid at the back end of the year? Well, yeah, this is, uh, thanks very much. Um, yeah, well, look, the, the principles of applying for a loan apply to all farmers, regardless of scale or, 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 or sector. And as, as, as Trevor rightly said, he's mentioned it a few times and I'm going to mention it now. Having your figures up to date is, is key to starting point. As, so know where you are today. So therefore you can budget into the, into the future as regards where you're going. 
And the reason you need that for a loan is the first thing you when I when I have a client comes into me and they said I'm I'm looking to borrow money, I'll ask them why. So why is the reason for the money? Because that will dictate the the scale or the type of loan you're looking for. Like so, if it's a capital investment, you're looking at a long term loan. If it's a cash flow support loan, so maybe it's something like we were mentioning earlier about fertilizer or something like that, it might be a shorter term loan. So that you have to first decide what is the type of loan or the type of product that's best suited. The next thing then you need to look at then, I suppose, is like anything, what you what you borrow, you must pay back. So can the business afford the loan? Um, it, are the fundamentals of the business there? So therefore, like, I mean, if you're going to the bank, the bank is, the bank is only, is their main, their main job is to lend money out and then get said money back again. So you really need to make sure that the, the figures add up for that. And again, having up-to-date figures, I mean, able to project off them. So therefore, when, when I go to the bank, one of my clients, I'm clearly able to show where the farmer is that in, in all things being equal, that the farm is financially strong. It might have a small cash flow issue or it's looking at a capital project and therefore, and the fundamentals are the finances are strong. So therefore I can clearly show to the bank that this loan can be paid over the required time. That's, that's important for the bank, but it's also very important for the farmer themselves because you don't want to be going into the dark. Like, and like, I mean, I do, I do come across hardship cases. There's no two ways about it, Catherine. Like, and invariably you go back and you look, and sometimes it's often money's borrowed in the wrong, for the wrong reasons and the wrong types. In other words, people doing a building a shed and trying to pay for over four or five years. And do you know what I mean? It's just not right. Or sometimes you would see that the, the, the payment schedules doesn't sit the type of farming. So in other words, like for a beef farmers, you know what I mean? Like when you look back at your previous set of accounts, when do, when do my lumps of money come in? Like when do I buy animals? When do I sell animals? When does my BPS come in? So structuring your loan around to meet the requirements of the farm. Like, so like it is, it is like, I mean, the fundamentals like have to be done on paper first. And there's, there's an old adage, like if you know what I mean, it applies to a lot of things, like make your mistakes on paper. So in other words, yes, I need the loan. Sit down with, with your accountant, sit down with somebody like ourselves, sit down with, your, like, I mean, Tagus have lots of financial experts as well and see, well, can I, does this loan work? Is it going to do what it needs to do for me? And can I pay it back? And if you can make those add up on paper, well, now you're in a strong position to go to the bank, both from the bank's point of view of, of, of giving the loan and you as the farmer having confidence, well, look, yes, I can pay this loan back and I'm not going to be having sleepless nights or stress in the family and the farm, if you know what I mean, that God, this loan is, is putting enormous financial pressure on the farm because of the, of the level of payments that are in it. Thanks, Philip. And in relation to difficulties with banks in the current year, how can farmers deal with the bank if they're finding it difficult to make repayments? How do they go about that? Well, the first thing I will always say, the most important thing with banks is go to them early. So if you have, again, having your accounts and figures up to date, you can see, was I under pressure last year? Was there problems? And therefore, am I going to have further problems this year? I'm going to the bank early. And in fairness to the banks, uh, the main pillar banks and the credit unions are now very involved now as well, that's yeah, they're they're very receptive. Like, I mean, the, the banks, the bank is there not to to bankrupt farmers or put farmers under financial pressure. The bank is there to work with farmers. So if you go to the bank early and say, "Look, I have an issue. I'm struggling with this loan." Do you know what I mean? Can we look at restructuring? Can we look at doing it different ways? Can we look at interest-only holidays? If you know what I mean, banks are quite open to that. In other words, that you don't pay capital for a period of time, and make the bank make the loan work for the farm. What you don't want to happen is that you, you, the farmer proverbially buries his head in the sand and all of a sudden that it comes to head when the overdraft is maxed out, they miss the repayment or the creditors have gone thing and there is now, the farm now is in financial, in a financially bad state 
And then that's a very hard one then for, for, for us as accountants and for the bank then to pull that back, if you know what I mean. So if you know that the farm is under financial stress and pressure, address it early. There is solutions out there. There is other ways of doing it. And you, you can address the problem before it, 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 it turns into a much bigger problem, if you know what I mean. Most definitely. And even going to talk to their Chagas advisor, as you mentioned, they can complete an e-profit monitor or for the year ahead can complete a cost control planner or talking to some of your advisors. There's definitely loads of support and help available. Oh, there is like, I mean, as I mean, like we, 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 we feed our data across to yourselves to the profit monitor, so our own clients, if the bookkeeper goes out, they'll put the data and we'll give that data to the tax advisors with the client's permission. So therefore, your accounts data and your profit monitor data are linked together. And yeah, you can clearly see, like, I mean, the, 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 the figures are on the page and your tax advisor or sales would say, look, yeah, cash flow was tight last year or cash flow was strong or it was this, that, whatever. Look at it over the year and we might say, look, maybe we need to go look at the bank or talk to restructure and so forth. Yes, like, I mean. The information is there and it, it should be used. And as I say, I'm repeating it now for a second time. And, Derek, and Trevor has said it as well. Getting, getting your figures up to date and, and, and looking at the figures, not just from a tax point of view. Too many farmers look at their accounts and say, yeah, I just, just keep the tax man happy and to do to whatever I bill is. Your accounts are a really valuable resource for you as a farmer. Um, when you, as I said, and those figures being used into your profit monitor to show you, well, how is my farm doing? Where can I make improvements? Where are my, where are my costs going? Like, how do I... And it's those smaller little gains that make a big difference at the bottom of the page. And adversely, it's those small losses that add up to the losses at the bottom of the page. Most definitely. And Trevor, just in relation to your own experience that you have with dealing with farmers, Philip has just mentioned there how some farmers will be using maybe an overdraft as a cash flow solution. What advice have you for farmers using an overdraft as a possible cash flow solution? Um, Just to follow on there from what Philip said as well. Um, I'd be a big advocate of getting, if somebody is going into a bank, of getting projections done for the current year and next year ahead. Because often you'll find maybe a farmer that's, that's building up his farm might have increased uh, stock numbers. So basically there's cash tied up in them, that extra stock that's on the farm, or he might have extra sales to come in this year that won't be seen in last year's set of accounts. So it, it might give a different picture from what previous years and Rather than looking back, let's look forward at, at what's going to happen on the farm and how, how they'll be able to uh, pay back loans in the future. In terms of uh, the overdraft on a farm, so again, it goes back to beef farmers that maybe this problem isn't in other um, farming industries, is that the, the cash flow is poor during the summer months. When you've spent your money on your fertilizer, your paid your contract or your plastic for getting your, your silage bills done during the year, um, so it's important to structure any loan repayments that you have, that the payments are coming out at the end of the year. So it's November, December that you make your lump sum repayments um, back to the bank, be it on, on a finance lease or a higher purchase agreement. Or in terms of your, if you're dipping into your overdraft constantly or if you're, if you're overdrawn for 12 months of the year, maybe it's a stocking loan that you need, that you're going out early in the year, you're buying stock, you're buying it out of your, your cash funds that you need there for the rest of the year. And maybe it's a stocking loan that you need at a lower interest rate with a lump sum payment at the end of the year rather than dipping into your overdraft throughout the year. And the other, the other point for, um, again, a lot of beef farmers would be part-time. Is there a farm job supporting the farm during um, you know, the quiet summer months uh, where the, the cash flow is not coming in? And if it is, is that farmer getting 
that money back out of the farm at the end of the year. So the, a farmer really needs to sit down and look at how his figures are. Is he making a profit on his beef enterprise? And if he's not, does he need to tweak something in terms of is he spending too much money in the wrong place and not getting the maximum from the sales of his animals? Is he selling them at the wrong time of the year? Or is there something that the farmer can do just to, to tweak the business and improve the overall profitability of it? Um, and that that's really to find out the reasons. Why are they constantly in an overdraft position and maybe always looking at their bank account afraid that the next payment isn't going to uh, isn't going to be clear because they're at their overdraft maximum throughout the year. Some great advice, Trevor. And finally, Philip and Trevor, you've discussed a lot of information. What one piece of advice would you give to a farmer listening? Philip, I'll start with you. Yeah, uh, well, I suppose one, one key piece of advice I suppose I, I would I would give to farmers from taking away from today that look, if if the farm is under financial pressure or it was under financial pressure last year, come and go and talk to your accountant or your tax advisor or your bank, address it early. Don't wait for the problem to exasperate to the point of you're struggling to clear checks or your overdraft is maxed out. So yes, yeah, so like I mean, if you feel that the fertilizer bill or the way certain payments are going to be scheduled this year are going to put you under financial pressure. Come talk to someone early, talk to your accountant, talk to your tax advisor and find a solution rather than waiting for the problem to, to fully manifest itself. And, and sometimes that can be a bounce check. And yes, and it, it does lead to a lot of stress and pressure in the family. And I say, I always, always say to every farmer, every sector, address financial issues early and they can be resolved. It is very important. And Trevor, have you any final advice? I think, again, it's important that we bear in mind um, grass is still our cheapest feed. Um, even though fertilizer is expensive at the moment, uh, fertilizer is still cheaper than putting in uh, meal into cattle. Um, so we just need to analyze our costs. Again, I, we haven't touched on maybe some of the other costs there in terms of um, are you having health problems on your on your farm? And if there is issues with the animals, do you need to go in with vaccines rather than going in with treatments? Um, do you need to grow more grass to reduce your meal bill? Do you need to get better performance on some of the animals? Do you need to improve the, the breeding on the animal? So rather than concentrate on, I suppose, the one hot topic at the moment, look at all the costs on the farm and maybe prevention might be better than cure in some situations or maybe doing a test, be it um, a soil test or something like that to go in. Um, maybe your low in pH, spread in lime, you'll get a better response from your fertilizer. So rather than concentrate on one specific cost that might be high at the moment, look at the farm business as a whole Try to make sure it's profitable and and it's a constant operation. You know, you don't just look at your figures in January or February. You have to do it throughout the year. Once a month, look in, see how your bank is going, see how your stock numbers are, what's your projected sales for the year, and will my farm business make a profit at the end of the year? That's great. Some great tips and advice. Thanks very much, Trevor and Philip. Thanks very much, Catherine. I appreciate you having me Thanks, on. Thanks, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Philip and Trevor for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.